Welcome back to OIMN's Coffee Shop Conversations. As always, at World Cup Coffee and Tea, Northwest 18th in Gleason in Portland. In the wake of the Harvey Weinstein sexual assault charges came a flood of responses to a call for women to tell their own stories with the hashtag MeToo. Tens of thousands of women and some men told stories they hadn't told to anyone or nearly anyone. We're doing two coffee shop conversations on the subject of sexual assault and the entertainment industry. Tomorrow, Ara Lee will be here to talk about the writing of Nasty Woman, which has become the anthem of the movement. Today, Portland Radio Project music director and longtime Portland Radio personality Inessa and I are sitting down with no firm agenda other than to openly discuss this Me Too moment. So welcome back to the cupping room. Yeah, thank you. It's been a while since I've been in here. Uh, last time we were just sort of swapping stories about broadcasting. And, yeah, and now we've talking about radio yeah, and all that fun and, stuff. And now we, was, everybody seems to have a, the elephant in the room. Yeah. Because of this, we're in this Me Too moment. And it's, it's disturbing. It is disturbing. It's, I, mean, I know it's, it's disturbing and in some ways, I guess liberating for women to talk about their experiences, but it's also just, just as disturbing in a, in a different way for men. So, all right, tell, tell me, how did you feel when this whole thing broke, when all of a sudden there were hundreds of women on, on Facebook and other social media? Well, at first I thought, me too, what does that mean? Because uh, I, I have to tell you, Tom, I have not had that disturbing of an experience. And I've been, I know, and I've been in the theater world, I've yeah. lived in New York, I've been in radio, which is so, uh, if, if there was more misogynist place, I can't think of one. Yeah. Maybe things, I mean, things are changing, obviously, but when I got into it, it was a man's world. And so I didn't have any stories to share with the Me Too. Mm-hmm. And I read them, you know, just, you know, horrified at some of the things that people were admitting to. And yeah. that they, it was a safe place to do it, the Me Too campaign. Right. But what I started liking very, very quickly was that guys would pipe up and say, Me Too. Yeah. And the interesting thing to me was that women would say, Hey, this is for women only. And mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. Yeah. I, I began to see how important it was for people to say, me too, yeah. me, and when it comes to this kind of abuse of power yeah. and pred, predita, pred, predation. It's a predator yeah. thing, really, right. when it comes to Weinstein, for instance. Correct. He's a predator, and he preys on the vulnerable. But that's that story. Right. But that's where me too came out of. And I liked that men said, hey, I had a story, be it an uncle, Yes. Uh, a father's friend, uh, some friend that came over and stayed the night. Yeah. And, you know, all kinds of things for guys, too. So guys got abused, get abused as well. Yes. And I think there's room for everybody in this Me Too. Well, I agree with you. Um, although I have seen replies, like you said, well, you know, men get out of this. This is not your thing. This is our turn, yeah. yeah the thing is, though, and I don't know, I don't, I don't know the statistics, and I don't know how... If it's more more prevalent with women, it probably is, but who knows? You know, because there are um, statistically uh, fewer gay men than straight men, and there are more women, <laughs> you know, than than you can count. 
But I, I, I did it. Me, I did it. Me too. You know, I had a barber when I was fourteen years old who, who wanted to kiss me and stuff. You know, a guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he didn't get any, he didn't get anywhere, but right. still. You but know. you knew enough at fourteen that this was not going to happen. Right. Where was this? What in Boston? In Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, but all. But also, um, I think that with guys, the kind of experience they also have is that women would abuse them. So it, you know, less. You hear about that less that women would do that, but. Well, to be perfectly honest, <laughs> I think a lot of men like that. Huh? From a man's point of view, you're yeah. telling me that. Yeah. Even when they're very young. Oh no 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 no! Not that! Not not a child! Not not a child abuse thing. No, but if I but if uh, but a more like a and a workplace kind of thing. If a woman were to come on to a man, the man would like that. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, I wrote a I wrote a, a piece a, a few years ago for Huffington Post when um, gays in the military was a big issue. Right. And, and the story was, it's a male problem, you know, because and I, I believe I quoted Lenny Bruce when he said, men, will, men are carnal. They'll fuck anything. Mud. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And although it was, a, 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 you know, an exagger- a comic exaggeration, I, you know, I, I, I have a tendency to feel that way. Um, and, and so... Um, uh, that's that was also the Me Too thing confirmed that for me, you know, because like you, you know, I've had my first major gig. Um, well, although I was on um, a, a show at Maryland Public TV, where the producer was gay, and that you know, but the first my first major gig in L.A., my boss was a black woman. Right, and then when I went to Baltimore, back to Baltimore to be in on Evening Magazine as a producer, my boss there was a woman. You know, so I've never. I, and and here's the here's the thing. For me, the thing that was shocking for me is that I've been married four times, with three other long-term relationships. No one's ever complained to me. I'm not not about me, but about anybody touching them. Or having any kind of stuff like that, right? And I, I, so that, that was that was kind of astonished in that way. And it's, and I, I don't. And so then it brings up for me: didn't they trust me enough to tell me, or did it just not happen? Yeah, because you know I mean? that's the thing. There's the matter of trust. Who yeah. who are you going to tell? And this is the Me yeah. Too campaign. Yeah, campaign for a lack of a better word. Uh, what would you call it? It's not a campaign, but... It's a phenomenon. Yeah. It's a moment. But, but uh, I think that it was a safe place. You know, the public square, Yeah. the Facebook public square has really turned into a safe place for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, there have been a lot of predators out there. There have been a lot of people, predators out on Facebook, you know, under the guise of a different name, maybe. Sure. You know, they're, sure. what are they called? They're not predators. They're you know when they're yeah. when they're coming onto Facebook with a different with a different name. Yeah, you know they're kind of stalking people, Sta- right. stalkers, stalkers kind right. of ba- basically stalkers. Right. Right. And I've seen that happen yeah. uh, in in the businesses that I've worked in most recently, uh, where we had to deal with somebody. I had to report it to Facebook about mm-hmm. six months ago. Well, let me ask you. This. Let me ask you this. And, and it wasn't we, it wasn't stalking me, but it was stalking oh. my the, 
the, yeah. the people I work with. Yeah. Let me ask you this. In all, in all of your years in broadcasting and, and all that and, and, and in the dance world, did anybody come to any, any woman come to you and tell you about an incident like this? No. See, that's what's so no, weird. It's, I know. And, and in, the dance, in the dance and theater world, we shared everything. I yeah. mean, we had gays and straights and we yeah. were all one big family. This was in New York. And, and then when I moved to Portland, it continued here. But yeah. the, the same thing. And I don't recall anyone ever saying, can I confide in you? Yeah. And maybe it was, I'm, I'm questioning the same thing you are. Yeah. Maybe I didn't seem like the most reliable person to confide in. But I have not, and maybe I can't recall. Yeah. But yeah. I don't recall somebody saying, wow, I need some advice. How do I get yeah. out of this? Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't had that happen to me. And my experience uh, when I came to Portland and got into the radio media business. Yeah. Uh, and Which is full of assholes. Yeah, full of all kinds of unpredictable people. <laughs> yeah. And for the most part, men. It was a man's world. Of course. And I do recall uh, when we talked about us having this conversation, yeah. I started thinking back to my beginning days in radio. You know, the very, very beginning of, uh-huh. you know, having the first show and yep. coming to talk to the program director. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. And I never felt put upon. Uh, you know, it was I was always in the rock and roll side of things. Yeah. And But that's where you would think it would that's, be. That's where a lot of stuff did happen. I yeah. mean we would go yeah. out with record people and man right. we would all party. Yeah. We would party hard. Sure. And it would be like I never felt uh like one of my bosses, one of my PDs would take advantage of me, even though we were doing the crazy things of the eighties. Yeah. You know, without mentioning it. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. And uh, uh, it's a different world. It's a little different world now in the age of, of re-entry into the Woodstock era for the millennials. You know, right. right. The ketamine and all that kind of thing that's yeah. going on now. But uh, uh, I don't go to those clubs. So it's, I'm, I'm beyond that. Uh-huh. <laughs> into the ketamine <laughs> club. <laughs> but, but back then in the 80s, we had in the rock and roll business. Yeah. It was very clear what we were doing and having fun with right. but not once did i feel abused by my boss yeah in any number of radio stations yeah, yeah never happened yeah there was an uh maybe it was me being very serious because i'm a serious person uh-huh. maybe i wasn't pretty and crazy and no, i don't no, know you were, you were. I've, I've seen the pictures okay <laughs> not those pictures not the, well <laughs> not those i have pictures. to see some pictures yeah from, of you from you know, that era thank you <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, I, I think that I always felt really strong in my own skin mm-hmm. and that it wasn't going to happen to me. I wasn't going to let it. Yeah. And so I'm wondering about the vulnerability. The predator preys on the vulnerable. Right. That's right. the takeaway right. that I have from yeah. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. He's a predator. Yeah. That was yeah. an amazing uh, write-up opinion piece uh, from Frank Bruni in the New York Times yes. today. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's it's, you know... You can try to brush it away, Frank Bruni's basically saying it, by uh, Weinstein going in and getting fixed somehow. Yeah. But yeah, right. that's not going to happen. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. And it's not going to make it better because he's no. going in there getting it fixed. Right. The thing that I wonder about, and I don't know if everybody agrees with me, is, but I do wonder, what we, as we mentioned, what happened in his life. What happens right. in those lives right. that where they are in a position of power and then they have to show it. Yeah. They literally have to show it somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Not by, you know, tapping somebody on the butt, but literally 
going as far as he apparently yeah. did. Yeah, of course. I, we're, I'm, of course, we are not downplaying any of the people who have come forward. No, 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 just no. Just because we haven't seen it. Right, but I'm saying that it makes me wonder what happens to a person that leads them on that path. Yes. That yeah. and that yeah. that other people seemingly don't see it. Yeah. Uh, there's many questions. It's kind of like the Las Vegas shooter. Uh-huh. You, we don't know whether right. we'll ever really know. And you can't. It's yeah. like apples and oranges. I get it. Yeah. But there is something that makes me wonder what happens to a guy like that, that he can get into a hotel room like that and either be a predator with uh, yeah. a woman that he wants to give a role to yeah. or whether he's a predator and shooting people from the 32nd floor. Yeah. One, I mean, one theory that I mean, one popular theory, and and I, and I have seen it discounted, but I believe it, it has a lot of validity. Is that they themselves were abused when they were when they were younger, right? You know, I, you know that uh, is a popular theory. Yeah, yeah. That something. I mean, I so, that know. something happened yeah. um, to to create that. But it's. Yeah. I think most importantly, and we we said this immediately when we got together here this morning, yeah. is that. We're having the conversation. Is it going to change decades and really centuries of misogyny? And the woman, the man goes out to, right. you know, get the food in and bring home the bacon. Right. And there's right. a certain kind of a culture that's shaped by virtue of that. Yeah. And women, you know, women not so very long ago wanted to be married so they could be taken care of. Right. There was a reason. Right, right. There was a reason for uh-huh. marriage as yeah, such. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so that you could have a man take care of you. Right. That's not healthy. Right. Is it? I mean, we could have another conversation on the virtue of marriage. <laughs> Correct. Well, I mean, it was, that was the prevailing wisdom at that time. Right. You know, I mean, since then, it's obviously changed. But, and, then, and the other thing that happened to me was I, I had to go back and think. Have I done anything? You know? I mean, right. I, and I had to, yeah, and for me, I had to go back and think, was I provocative in any way? Right. There have been a couple right. of times. Right. I'm going to raise my hand. Yeah. 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 I was provocative. Yeah. Not to get a job, but because yes. there's a man and I'm a woman. Right. And that doesn't really change. Correct. Do I, am I Correct. doing it because I want to get ahead in my job? No. Right. Not that I'm aware of. Right. But. Yeah, it's strange. You know, I remember yeah. uh, I was the, I, I was, when, when I was still in Baltimore, I, was, I edited a, a newspaper. And <laughs> there was this really charming young woman. She was a lot younger than me, okay. And she was a good writer. And uh, um, she came to me with a story uh, called The Virgin Voter. She was going to vote for the first time. So I said, wow, let's just do this oh, right. Oh, Virgin you know? Voter. Yeah, guy. yeah. Uh, let's, let's, let's do this story, right? And we, we got really, you know, we, we found a voting machine. We got really funny pictures of her going in and then like coming out all disheveled, you know? <laughs> anyway, but anyway, so, so we're having, having a, some fun with it. I right? know we're having, just, she and I were, were, were having a little meeting, just the two of us one time. And this was around the time of the science silence of the lambs. And, and, and at some point, I did, a, I, I did an Anthony Hopkins thing where I called her Clarice. Uh. And she freaked out and ran away. She literally ran away? Yes. And so I, I, since this thing has happened, I've been thinking, w- w- was that... W- how much younger? How young oh, was she? Was, she? She, was, 
she was still in college. Uh huh. Yeah. She was just not and experienced. I was, I was over forty. Right? Yeah. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, did she take that as some kind of strange sexual thing? We, we, it was just a joke, you know. Right. And was I wrong to joke? I mean, I, I you know, you, here's the thing about this Me Too moment. If it makes men think about things they've done in their lives, it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I, still, I'm st- you know, she, she's a Facebook friend of mine. And I've still been thinking, is. Still yeah, is. Well, I mean, since, you know. Yeah, the, since you know. now, and now she's a grow, fully grown up woman yeah. into the culture. So I've been and, thinking about sending her a message and asking her if she remembered that and if she thought it was some sort of abuse. You know, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. See what she says. Yeah. She might, you know, she very, Tom, she very well might, she very well might say, I don't even remember that. I know, I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because yeah. those things that we think are really important, somebody else doesn't. Right. I was, uh, one thing that I can tell you is that uh, uh, the guys in media, when I got into media, yeah. and this was in the, oh, the when I got into Portland from New York, it was like 80, something like that. Mm-hmm. So I got into radio, early 80s. Things were really shifting around yeah. at that time. Yeah. And, um, you know, women artists, you still couldn't play back-to-back women on the radio. <laughs> you know, I didn't know that. Yeah. Is that true? It is true. Wow. You couldn't have two women back-to-back on the radio. That's insane. I know. It's stupid, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But it, that changed, obviously. But yeah. I do remember that I had a couple of experiences where I got a job mm-hmm. over a guy and I got a good one. Yeah. It wasn't just doing overnights because I was already right. past my first job. Yeah. My first radio job was overnights. And I said, no. can, I, can I use the F word? <laughs> can I? I mean, can I use it here? Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, said, yeah. fuck, uh, <laughs> on my first night on the air because it was my first break. And, yeah. and I was so like, <sighs> I said, fuck. <laughs> that was the top 40. <laughs> And nobody heard it, of course. But anyway, I do remember that I got a really, really good job. It was one of my first really good ones. Yeah. And um, there was a guy who I heard back. I didn't hear from him. Yeah. But I heard through the kind of the back uh-huh. and that he thought that I had slept with the boss. Oh, boy. For, for me to get that job. Yeah. So it yeah. goes in all these different directions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, those those uh, predator things happen, mm-hmm. but guys tend to think, oh, there was a time when if a woman got the job over a guy, yeah. she did something to get that job. Yeah. You know, yeah. so there's kind of that kind of thing there. That's a Trump kind of reaction, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Why isn't yeah. he being called on it? Right. But anyway, that's a different huh. story. Huh. 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 But uh, so I, that's something, getting jobs by virtue of sleeping with the boss uh, you know, but I did have a lot of record label buddies. Yeah, I did. That wasn't that they weren't my bosses, uh-huh. but I'd go out with them uh-huh. and have some fun. Yeah, <clears throat> but it was rock and roll. Well, it was rock and roll. That's the thing. That's how I. That's how I couch it. That, <laughs> that's, that's how I. <laughs> that that is the thing. It's because a rock and roll there's world. There's no other art form that has the 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 the, the sentence "sex and drugs and rock, rock and, and roll. roll" attached to it. <laughs> exactly. <you know? laughs> And I thought, man, this is fun. I know music. I'm really learning a lot about it. I came from New York out of the punk scene, so it was a little different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did watch Led Zeppelin from the roof of the Plaza Hotel one time (laughs) by myself, (laughs) taking a break from my job downstairs as a waiter. Well, did you have to teach your daughter about 
about you know how to behave on you know with with they if she encountered anybody any men like this it's well you know not as a young woman and she went to new york uh she was just a freshman in high school when she was invited to new york city ballet and she had to go she had to leave and go on her own but we were constantly with her on the phone or we go visiting four to five times a year yeah but she was also under the auspices of you know the Juilliard residences and uh-huh. you know School of American Ballet and very well taken care of, uh-huh. and so I didn't have to do a lot once she was out of my roof. And plus, uh-huh. she was at the at the ballet school all the time, so there wasn't a lot of dating going on. Uh-huh. You know, I uh-huh. didn't have that. I because she was a different kind of a girl. Yeah, yeah. But now. Now that she's grown up and we can talk about anything on the phone, yeah. we'll have an hour-long discussion on who's good for her and who's not. Wow. So in a way, she's yeah. learning her stuff via uh-huh. me uh-huh. now uh-huh. that she's dating more and you know, finding her. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I guess I am kind of telling her what to do yeah. in a sense. Yeah. But, I'll t- but I've told her that there's nothing, almost nothing that I haven't done. Yeah. You know, in terms of the world of love. Exactly. You know, I'm yeah. sure that you're there too. Yeah. I'm not the only one. Yeah. yeah. But no, I didn't, we didn't really, I think that the kind of people that Wayne, my husband, uh-huh. Wayne Anderson and I are, showed her how to be. Uh-huh. We, that's how, that's how she learned who to be. Yeah. Yeah. So and I think that that's where it starts. Uh-huh. Without really words per se. Uh-huh. But you know. There's something that starts in the family, and that's again why I'm brought back to Weinstein. Like, what happened in right. what happened when he was a kid? Right, something right. happened. Yeah, see, um, I had no 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 training. Nobody said a word to me about anything. Really, you yeah. had to grow up on your own. I had to find out everything on my own. Yeah, and is that make, a guy thing though? Kind of maybe. No, it was a bad parenting thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I don't recall my parents. I think my parents. Uh, kind of left me on to my own devices. Uh-huh. You know, like I never was, my mother was a doctor and I was always left on my own. Yeah. And nothing was ever, you know, well, be back by midnight. Uh-huh. Kind of, there was a be back by midnight yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, But there wasn't ever any lecture on how to be and yeah. what to watch out for. Yeah. yeah, I think that they kind of expected that that we could just get along, you know, in yeah. the 60s. Yeah. We could just get along. We didn't yeah. have to be told. 60s and 70s. You know, well, I think uh, if, there's, you know, if, if we learn anything out of this, and it's, it's not something that I've learned because of this, but it's just something that I've learned over the years, is that if somebody says something happened to them, you believe them. Yeah. Yeah. Why would I? Them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I have, I've, I've said, well, because, really? Yeah, that happened right, to you? Yeah. I've had that experience yeah. with people because it's so unbelievable. Well, because a lot of men would, would not, would, especially cops, for instance, yeah. you know, uh, would not believe Right. You know, they, they, they say, well, it's her. He, he said, she said. Meanwhile, if she says it, it's probably true. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, uh, yeah, there are certain people that you're willing to believe in it. And that really goes on to so many different places. That goes on to people of color, of, you know, of people with accents. Yes. You know, I mean, you could yes. go on and on about who to believe, you know, if you're a stranger. Right. And somebody runs up to you and says, hey, you know. They're disheveled looking, you know, all kinds of mm-hmm. things and reasons for believing or not believing, you know. Yeah. But, but when I'm thinking about um, uh, my time in media, I think that there's become, I mean, HR must be turning over backwards right now. Oh, yeah. You know, 
Oh, yeah. The human resources must be having yeah. meetings like oh, yeah. you've never seen yeah. to yeah. make sure that they don't have the $32 million yes. lawsuit on their hands. Well, it's God's fault. Didn't you hear that? Oh. <laughs> Honestly. You know, yeah, any number of people have said that. Yeah, right? yeah Names yeah. will not be mentioned. The devil made me do it. Yeah. <laughs> the devil. The devil made me do it. Right. Well, you know, I mean, I've had, um, I grew up out of the era of, uh, coming out of the era of free love, you know, just, yeah. I was a hippie. Right. I kind of missed that, but I totally yeah. subscribed to it. I went, I, I, uh, I'm all about free love. Right. And and I and in being in the theater world where we had so many gay and and lesbian and straight all kinds of friends right. that right. I just felt like everybody I I trusted everybody yeah because right. they were all part yeah. of my world right and and um, you know uh, I came of age with the advent of the birth control pill uh huh which changed everything absolutely yeah you didn't have to be careful anymore right. So I, I feel so bad about all of these Me Too things, you know? I mean, yeah. I mean, and what I, can I, we do? I mean, what I'm saying is when I say bad, I, I mean, the stories. I empathize with these, with these women. It's horrible. Yeah. It's just horrible. Well, you know what? Empathy is a great word. Yeah. Uh, and I haven't, I haven't uh, really, really thought about it enough to really hold down a, a, a very cogent conversation on it, but I think that empathy is the word we need to be thinking about and meditating on and using. Yep. Because that means empathy for everybody, all our fellow human beings. You know, when, uh, when our political fortunes went so deeply into a direction I hadn't expected, I thought yeah. my only place to seek succor and find strength is through the arts and through love mm-hmm. for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's been hard because you don't want to just talk to everybody who doesn't quite agree with you. Right. You know, or who's right. kind of coming on to you in a weird way. Let's yeah, say, get yeah. out of my face. Right. But if we could just stop for a moment and realize that we're all human beings in mm-hmm. this world and mm-hmm. we have to somehow learn what are you thinking? What am I thinking? Yeah. What was my story? What is my story? What just happened to me? Right. Those are all things to think about. You know? Yeah. I mean, both men and women. Yeah. Yeah. And children, and how do we teach yeah. our little ones yeah. how to be empathetic and, and care think, for one another? I think it's really important that we support all the women who have come forward. Yes, very, and very important is, because know. they sat on their stories right. in order to get ahead. Right. That was what it sounds like. Happened. Or in, just in order to live. In order to live. Yeah. 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 I totally, totally agree. And then, yeah. and then thinking, finally, uh, also thinking about the world of rock and roll music. Mm-hmm which I still have my foot in, Mm -hmm. um, you have to be careful what clubs you go to. Mm -hmm. There are clubs out there, which I don't want to name names, Mm -hmm. because I haven't been to certain of these clubs that I've been told about. But I wouldn't, in certain clubs, I wouldn't leave my drink on the bar and go dance. Uh Uh-huh. Because Uh maybe maybe Rufy ends up getting into my drink. There are certain clubs that are known for that. And so you have to be careful. You have to be kind of careful where you're going and who you're going with and you know things have changed have they changed from the time that i was clubbing in in the 80s in portland is it any better is it any worse well i don't know what do you think i don't know because i'm not 22 years old yeah you know Um, i mean i used to go dancing every single night yeah 
Yeah. Whether I, you know, slept two hours or one hour or eight hours yeah. if I was lucky. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But it just seems like there is more there there is more cause for watching out and for listening to stories, listening to these women coming up with their Me Too stories. We have to respect that. I right. do right. Uh, I know that for some women the men coming up with their stories was too soon. Mm-hmm. It was too soon. Mm-hmm. Like, wait a minute, this is women time. Yeah. It's because women still are fighting. They still have to fight. We still have to go back and fight. Absolutely. For our right. Apparently, right. I, th- I thought that fight was over. No, it still it goes on every day. I mean, it does. It re- you need to re- It's like I was talking to a woman friend, and I was telling her... I can't believe it's like the nasty women video of yes. uh, uh, Ara Lee, mm-hmm. who you're going to be visiting with as well. Mm-hmm. Ara Lee, right? Yeah. And it's a powerful video. It is. And it makes me realize that that's a perfect way to start a day. It's like rebooting who you are as a woman mm-hmm. by watching mm-hmm. this powerful statement. Mm-hmm. If you can't, if you don't have that experience in your own heart, then it's good to revisit that Me Too stories mm-hmm. and realize women are coming forward with theirs and it's a reboot on the fight we still have to fight on behalf of other women perhaps maybe not us but on behalf of others well that's a good way to end it don't you think i think it's perfect (laughs) thank you very much for coming i know this has been it's a difficult subject and and uh you know it's hard to know what to say but i appreciate i appreciate coming and talking about it it's been great to talk with you always anytime okay